So yeah, uh, first and foremost, you know, if you're joining from TikTok, thank you for following the journey. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the likes, the interactions, the comments. TikTok really gave me a second wind in terms of creating content and made me feel like I have value. I think that's kind of the biggest challenge um, that kind of ties in to these aspects of death, not feeling like you have value, knowing that you have something internally within you that you want to do and offer, but not feeling like you have the space and the outlet to share it or wanting to share it and not feeling like people care. Um, my mind automatically went into, um, you know, I've always believed in myself as a worker and my challenge has always been this, getting higher, I guess, right? Like, I feel like I have a good resume. Um, and even before that, I believe in myself. I believe in my work ethic. I know my work ethic. I know my dedication. I know um, that I have value as a worker. So seeing a job, applying, applying for it, and either, you know, being ignored or getting that initial interview or getting that initial interaction and just not sealing the deal, you know, takes away from your value. Um, we all have value. You have value. You may not know your value yet, or you may have an inkling. You may have a feeling of what your value is, but the challenge is finding spaces to offer your value, provide your value. Fabulous quote, I've said this before, if you can't be used, maybe you're useless. We all have use, we all have use. Whether that use is for our own benefit and gain, whether it's for someone else's benefit and gain, we all have use, but your responsibility is to choose how you wanna be used. Um, that's aspect number two, to sacrifice. I'll do a quick recap and then we'll jump into isolation. All right, so 10 aspects of death. This comes from the Bleach anime during the Espada saga. Every Espada has an aspect of death um, that just relates to their skills and their, their philosophies on life. So number 10 is Rage by Yami Yargo. Number nine is Greed by Arniero Aruri. Number eight is Insanity Madness, and that's by Zayel Poro Grands. Seven, Intoxication Hedonism. That's by Zomari Ururo. Six of Destruction. That's by Grimjow Yaga Yaguez. Uh, five is Despair by Norito Gilga. Four is Nihilism by Ulkiori Cipher. Cipher, excuse me. Three is Sacrifice by Tier Haribel. And two is Time by Barigan Louise and Bayan. Pardon my slaughter of their names. Number one, number one, isolation, isolation, isolation. And I wasn't planning to, I mean, this idea just kind of came. I was just going to do another TikTok like I've been doing, but I wanted to kind of create a different space and kind of sh really shine where, 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 I f where I truly feel comfortable. And I should get this a spider. Isolation, loneliness. Uh, this comes from Coyote Stark. Coyote Stark. Um, isolation, loneliness. Loneliness on one aspect, but being alone on a different aspect. Being alone and being lonely are two different things. Right now, physically, I am alone. I am alone in this space. Loneliness would be 
morning to have morning, not morning, excuse me, yearning to have company, yearning to have people in this space with me, not being able to just exist in this space on my own. That's loneliness. I can't remember the last time I've been lonely. <laughs> I don't get lonely. I don't get lonely. I don't get lonely. I've never gotten lonely. Um, growing up, mostly my mother and sister, so being the only male, needing to entertain myself and always have an active imagination. You know, I live in a fantasy world. I always have something to do. I always have something to imagine. You know, I wrote a lot as when I was a child. I exercised a lot when I was a child. There was always something to do to keep myself occupied. So I don't, I don't innately, well, I've, maybe I've nurtured, maybe that's it. Maybe I've nurtured myself not to need people, not to need people to share physical spaces with me. I go to bars, I drink by myself in the, in the past. I go to dinner by myself, go to movies by myself. I have no problem just doing everything dolo. I am comfortable and happy with myself. It takes time to get there. Some of us don't have that innately, innately in us. And I've trans I've transitioned into that mindset because I, I I've always known and always felt and always realized or eventually realized that so much of our life is just being around people. I grew up in New York City, so being on the bus, being on the train, being in school, being in the streets, just people, 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 nonstop. So even when I get home, you know, I just wanna be in my own room. I didn't even have I didn't have my own room until Freshman year of high school, freshman year of ninth grade. For that, it was shared spaces. So I, I never really had the opportunity to enjoy privacy and solitude. So after a long day of just being being about in the city, after a long day of just feeling drained from the energy, the ever-present energy of other people, I just want to seclude. I want to refocus. I want to retain what little energy I have for myself. And in the past, the the choices are toxic or the or the, they're toxic and they're non-beneficial. They're either drinking, watching TV, playing video games and just consuming and just kind of enjoying these aspects of death, right? Intoxication, greed, over, the overconsumption of just playing video games, Sometimes being angry, the mindset of nihilism, like, yeah, what's the point, right? Why, why, why bother? What's the point of doing anything that matters? Just enjoy this life while I can, how I can. And enjoying it is just consuming and being a parasite off of what other people create. But eventually, like I said, I woke up, I woke up. And waking up, you know, people talk about being woke. But what, where did you wake up from? What did you wake up on? Right? I used to wake up on a couch. I used to wake up on a floor. I used to wake up on a twin mattress. When I moved to Palm Bay, I lived there for seven months. I didn't even have a bed. I just I bought a couch and I slept on a couch for seven months. because There was no point in getting a bed. My room, the bedroom, that's supposed to be my room. I just I had I put laundry there. <laughs> I had laundry and dirty clothes there. Then I'd occasionally run my laundry through the the the, the, the washer washer and dryer, and that was it. What are you waking up from? Where are you waking up from? 
That's what that's what really matters. You can't just say oh, I woke up and I'm aware. Aware of what? What were you aware of before that you're aware of now? And just because you're awake today doesn't mean you're awake tomorrow. Being awake is an as an ongoing process, right? You keep waking up. You wake up, you go to sleep, and you wake up again. What what's the new information for today? What's today's mathematics? What information do I need to learn about today? How do I conquer today? Because today ain't yesterday. So I woke up, I woke up, I woke up. There's some things I've known, some things I've spent years doing, so there's, there's this innate comfort within myself, like I talked about. Maybe, to, you know, go to a bar, go to get dinner, go to movies by myself. I, I, I can do that. I can enjoy that wholeheartedly. I can enjoy isolation. And I can enjoy it because it's my choice. See, the, the death that comes from isolation is when it isn't your choice. It's the forced isolation. See, most of us, right, the majority of people, majority of humans throughout history, are born into social structures, born into social groups, born into, born into societies. So innately, you're... And, Nature nurture, it's, it's uh, innately it's within you, right? Social structures and communing, communing, communing is innately in you. But the, the human experience also adds the nature aspect, which is being actively part of the community and seeing different faces, interacting with the different people, learning how to interact with strangers as a child. So it's all, it's all there, it's all there, it's all there. So... When it's conditioned into you as a child, it, it just it becomes innately part of who you are. <clears throat> but when it's taken away, right, that, that, that's the issue for most of us. That's the that's the the feeling, the lack of value. Right. I'm used to being in the class with other people. I'm used to being around friends. I'm used to I'm used to being around family. I'm used to people. I'm used to being in. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm used to being in these social spaces. Why don't I have them anymore? What's what's going on? Yesterday, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, all down, all down. Wasn't working. I'm on Twitter, I'm reading the jokes. I'm reading this um woman on Capitol Capitol Hill testifying about Facebook being toxic to teens. Toxic to teen self-esteem, fueling political uh, divisiveness. And maybe, maybe like eight years ago, I would care. Eight years, maybe eight years ago, maybe ten years ago, I'd care that Facebook and Instagram is down. How am I? How am I going to consume content? How am I going to interact with people? Because I only, because that that was the new wave, right? That was the new wave. Interacting on the internet, being in Facebook groups, Facebook chat, Instagram. But I don't I don't care now because I don't use it for any of that. So the people who have still been using Facebook for those things, maybe they just joined or maybe they're active in groups that they care about and value. They care and they're flustered because the groups that they used to that they're used to being part of, the groups that they're used to going to every day talking that shit, learning from each other, supporting each other, good and bad, right? There's always both sides. They no longer have access. And then that feeling of isolation, right? FOMO, fear of missing out also. I missed out. What's going on? 
what is this person? What are they, what's, what's going on out there? It becomes the standard for, for that moment. It becomes the standard for your existence because you're so used to just having everything easily accessible. But what we've done is we've shifted from real life comfort, real life community building, real life um, social spaces into these technological spaces. And on one aspect, yeah, it is what it is because that's just, it's just how the world is, unfortunately. But there's also a need and a realization. Like someone brought up the idea of, you know, Facebook being a monopoly. And it is and it isn't to an extent. It is if that's what you allow it to be. If you allow Instagram and Facebook to be, and what's that to be your sole places of communication, knowing that they are run by one corporation, then yeah, it, 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 it's a monopoly for you as an individual. But there's a general awareness, a general awareness, or there should be, or it's, I may, maybe it's general because it's, it's what, it's, I'm, I'm privy to it and it's based off the news that's relative to me and information that I receive. But it feels like there's a general awareness of the limitations and dangers, danger of Facebook. But we still utilize it as a collective. Right? No, no, no one space should be your, your end all of existence. It's convenient, right? It's convenient to have everything in one space because that's where everyone else does it. But again, once they take it away, then what? Isolation, last year. Isolation. Social distancing. That's isolation. There's this article on Fast Company from... June, June 28th, neuroscience reveals how a year of social distancing broke our brains. Too much time alone can make your social thermostat feel like it's on the fritz. It wasn't your choice. It wasn't your choice. It was forced isolation. And that's the danger, right? When other people control how you move, how you exist, how you coexist, how you commune, how you interact, when you leave it all to someone else, and they take it away, what happens? You're going to break down. You're going to break down. The average person is going to break down because they're not used. They, they, they're used to comfort. They're used to comfort. The average person is used to comfort. The average person is used to someone else doing it. The average person is used to someone else will fix it. Someone else will take care of it. Someone else will provide. And then when it gets taken away, the average person complains and they huff and puff. And they blame what are, what are your countermeasures? How do you create a situation so you, you, you aren't isolated? What are the backup plans for the backup plans? I talked about, maybe in this last video, just, you know, I quit, I got off of Reddit. I deleted every post, every comment, everything I've, anything I've been affiliated with on Reddit. I got rid of it. The account is still there. My bio says, fuck censorship. Fuck Reddit, fuck anyone. Says that uh, no, fuck censorship, fuck Reddit, fuck anyone who supports censorship. I'm I'm allowed. We're all allowed. You're allowed to question narratives, to question ideologies, and to have an open forum for communication. So, you know, Reddit banned a, a subreddit that I, that was that I was in the no new normal for spreading misinformation. Mis 
most information is misinformation. Because most information is relative to our experiences and relative to our knowledge and relative to our understanding of the known universe. Now, we don't know much of the universe. We don't know much. I understand how the camera works. I understand if I press certain buttons, the camera works. I understand how the laptop works. I understand how the microphone is works. I plug it into the laptop. And I don't I don't understand the, the next layer of it. I don't understand the, the technical mechanics inside a laptop that allows the, the laptop to know that this is a microphone. So when I choose uh, output settings and go to USPN play, I, it's, it's, it knows that it's this. I don't know all that. I'm, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with all that. I can have a general idea. Science, right? Science evolves. Science is always evolving. Science is always evolving. But we've transitioned into this state where if I say it, it's a fact, if I say it, it's a fact, and it's a fact because I have authority over you, and it's a fact because I say it's a fact, and you're not allowed to question me. That's isolating to me. Someone who is naturally curious, someone who naturally is always has questions. I'm always, you know, I just be, I just be thinking about random stuff. I just be thinking about random stuff. I just have random questions and the internet allows me to kind of research and get answers. And isolation, the new isolation we're facing is questioning. How can I learn more if I'm not allowed to ask questions? How can I learn more if, 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 if I know that what I'm, the question how can a question be misinformation? That's isolating. That's telling people that original thought isn't allowed. Your curiosity isn't allowed. And it's the precedent, right? It's, it, everything starts in this singular bubble. And gradually, 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 we just expand into, uh, until the, the new trend just becomes the norm for society. We're meant to be social. We're meant to be social. We're meant to interact. And the whole point of being social is to learn from each other. But if I can't ask questions without being viewed a certain way, what's the point of communion? What's the point of being what's the what's the point of being in a community if I can't freely express respectfully, right? There there is no there is no end all be all right now. There is no all knowing. There is no all powerful. But the narrative that we're being fed aligns into the, uh, or sh is shifting a lot of people's mindset into believing authority. I don't know. I know how we got here, but I don't. I don't know how we got here. And the divide, the ever-present divide that we've been. I mean, it, 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 there's always a divide, right? There's always a duality to argue and complain about, to fight about. There's always something. There's always something. But the new divide that's ramping up is meant to cause further isolation. It's meant to penalize. You see, NBA players, you know, earlier this year, right, NBA just had a finals. Players on the court sweating on each other, playing contact basketball. I, didn't, I, I haven't heard of one NBA player's death. I haven't heard of one, but the new mandate that what's what's necessary now is that they take an injection. We have a few players talking talking about it, 
and they they see they find themselves isolated because they're the eyeballs out. And the NBA lead lead spokesperson LeBron James finally, you know, admits that he's taken an injection. And that's supposed to rally up the troops and make them think, oh, okay, well, if he got it, then I should do it too. The society we're living in is is designed to make you feel isolated. And like I said, the isolation is ramping up, it's ramping up, it's ramping up, it's ramping up. And they're doing it in small, gradual steps, small, gradual steps. You can't, you can't, you can't do too much too soon. You can't do too much too soon. You probably could at, at this point, the, the way the United States citizens have responded to these past 20 plus years. Just allowing an atmosphere of allowance, just allowing whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's cool. It's all good. Do your thing. Compared to other nations, I feel like you could. I feel like you could just do sweep and change. But all right, this what this this is the way we are now. This is what we're doing, and people, the, the collective, would just accept it. And again, it could just be my relative experience, relative to what I'm I'm reading, relative to the news I'm taking in. The experience could be different. It could be all fake news and just fear-mongering and skewed numbers and perspectives. It could be all of that. I don't really know. So that's why I don't put too much energy and effort into it. I know what I believe in. I stand by what I believe in. I stand by my choices. And I think everyone should stand by or stand by their choices. But you, you have to prepare. You have to have a backup plan because, again, the, the game that's being played is focused on isolation. It's focused on isolation. It's focused on making you feel like you are the anomaly for thinking out for, for thinking outside of the herd. For thinking like other, for questioning. There's a you gotta prepare. You gotta prepare. You gotta prepare. Can you accept isolation? Can you create a situation where you're isolated but relatively connected to the the people places and situations that matter you know what are you, what are your backup forms of communication with the groups that you're in you know people are talking about at some point you know there's been, i mean it's it's always this talk like whenever some whenever there's a blackout oh it's a test it's a test for the for the global internet uh outage that's that's upcoming possible you sure likely uh, who knows I personally don't think so. I think there's too much at stake to to do that. But what if, what if, what if, what if we've become so dependent on technology, so dependent on these apps and corporations and platforms to provide the service for us? Do you even know your neighbor's name? I don't. I'm not for self. <laughs> And I'm not myself because I can I can exist isolated. I can be isolated. I can be alone. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. What's your What's your backup plan? What's your backup plan? I t I talked to my my mom's on WhatsApp. App was down yesterday, so I sent her a regular text. What happens when regular text is, is, isn't doesn't work? Like on my end, I I know there's other options out there to. Just call a, call a house phone or call her cell phone. Other options. But do you have other options? Isolation is depression. depressing. It's depressing. I said it, 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 
unless it's again, again, and this is mostly rooted in forced isolation. It's depressing because you feel stifled. You don't feel free. You don't feel free. You don't feel free to to navigate spaces. You don't feel free to express like like I've been saying. Isolation is more than physical. It's mental isolation. Living in a box, solitary confinement, right? Isolation. It's meant to mentally break you down. So that when you rejoin society, rejoin population, you fall in line. You just, yo, you, yo, I do what the guards tell me because I don't want to deal with that again. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like it wouldn't bother me. I say that, right? I mean, I got. I can, as an outsider, I can I can talk all the hot shit I want about what I would do, but I don't know until, until I'm in it. But my my years of discipline, my years of tenacity, and uh, I guess values, yeah, just tell me that I'm not, I'm I, I can't imagine allowing someone else to break me or someone someone else setting a condition that breaks me down mentally or physically. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And that's rooted in the years of exercising, years and rooted in the years of self-healing, rooted in the years of uh, healthy narcissism, healthy e- egoism, or building toward that. I, For me, I, I am the most important person to me. Everyone else is secondary. Because at the end of the day, I know that only I can provide for myself. To an extent, right? If I spend my entire life in community spaces, right? Example with Facebook. If I spend my entire life in community spaces, if I spend my entire life relying on other people for my entertainment, for my meals, for my money, for my joy, for my happiness, for my life experience, what happens to me once they all disappear? What happens to me when, you know, they stop fucking with me for whatever reason, what happens? I'm a, I'm a shell of a person because I've been so dependent on other people. I don't know who I am. And that's 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 the end, that's the end result leading to isolation. Uh, uh, and and an ever present dependency on other people. Right. We look we, we lose ourselves in other people at times because it's convenient. It's easy. It's a way to hide who we are. It's a way to hide from our traumas hide from our doubts hide from our self-critic hide from our self-critic it's easy it's the same thing with the apps and the platforms and social media and all this it's all a way to hide it's all a way to hide in front be someone we're not get on the mic and pop our chest out and talk all this hot shit everyone's perfect not everyone most people are perpetrating a fraud the the majority of people are perpetrating a fraud. You see, you see it, man. You see it. You see it. I see. I watch people videos. I look in people's eyes when they do content. And this, yo, know, sometimes this, this, it's a sadness in there. You see the loneliness. You see the yearning for recognition. And it doesn't need to be that way. It doesn't. But the situation and life condition makes you believe that, yo. I got to get it. Ha ha, I can't. <laughs> this is what I know. So this is what I'm going to do. So I'm going to do it and I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm going to, I'm going to see where it takes me till it takes you somewhere you don't want to be or until someone pulls the plug and it's like, all right, enough, enough for you. Let's get this guy out of here. Let's get this person out of here. 
Then you're back to square one. Then you're isolated again. Isolation is cyclical. The mental aspect of isolation is cyclical. Right? I talked up when I first got on here, I talked about finding a new space in TikTok and being happy. Just be like, yo, I have a voice, I have a platform. I <laughs> yeah. I've been putting out content on IG for like three years. I stopped. I stopped when I hit about five hundred and twenty-eight followers because there was just no growth for me. I've been on TikTok for like a month and a half, going on two months. Already at 423 followers. Just from doing what I've innately always been doing. Just from doing just from doing it in a different aspect. You know, I guess doing the video content more. I found a new version of myself. Tapped into uh, an uncomfortable space and just made it work. In uh, yesterday's TikTok video, I said, you know, I jumped into this doing 10 doing a 10 series, 10, uh, 10 topic series commitment. And at like number five, like, you know, initially I was doing uh two a week and then it was like one a week. Then it was like one every two weeks. And then I was like, I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> I felt that like, yeah, yeah. I just want to give up, man. This is too much. But I committed, I committed, I committed, and I told myself I committed. I saw that, I saw the potential from doing the early work. I put on my big boy pants and said, yo, just finish it up. I said, yo, okay, I have five videos left. I'm going to do this within two weeks. I gave myself that goal and I committed to it. Being on, on Instagram and putting that content out there, it felt isolating, like I said. I felt like I didn't have any value because I'm here I'm doing what I what I love or what I believe in. I'm speaking, I'm speaking or uh, writing words that I feel have value, even in, even in the podcast. And nothing, 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 nothing. I felt isolated. I felt isolated. And I found, I said, I found a new outlet. So now you get stuck, like with social media, you get stuck in this. Initially, maybe initially, and I and I know it happens to a lot of content creators initially. Where you, you you do something and it works, right? So like I've been doing the videos, and the mornings where I wake up and it's like fifty notifications, twenty followers, bunch of likes, and it feels good. It feels empowering. I feel like I'm part of something. But then I will post, and one morning I wake up and it'll just be like five, and I'll be like, "Damn, that shit ain't hit. <laughs> that shit ain't hit. Nobody fucking with it." And it causes me to. Innately revert back to isolation. I'm like, fuck. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. And that's that's just what it is, right? That's just this this the social experience. Everything you do isn't gonna hit all the time. It's not supposed to. You're not perfect, right? You try different things, you see what works, you recreate what has worked, you evolve what doesn't work into new ways and new spaces. Like, like I said, you know, doing this, right? Initially, I was just going to do another clip and just post it and be like, I'm done. It's number one. It's number one. It's number one. Let's let's talk about isolation for a long, drawn-out period of time. This is, like I said, this is my space. This microphone, relaxing, sitting, this is my space. The more you put yourself in spaces that represent who you are, that allow you to show yourself, that allow you to, say, show out, Allow you to show different sides, to display 
express different sides of yourself creatively, excuse me, energy-wise, um, support, support people differently. There's no reason it becomes, it's less likely to feel isolated. I talk about my isolation and I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. But I have enough core people in my life that I can just connect with if I need it. When you try to fit in every way, try to fit in with it, fit in with as much as much people as possible, as many groups as possible. On one aspect, it's dope because you you learn you learn more about yourself in these different social spaces. Right, it's just like I said, trying, trying different content, trying, you know, seeing if, seeing if these, if this, these philosophies and these perspectives I have fit into this group, and if they don't, I right, this, this isn't for me, and I move along. You test the waters. You always test the waters. You always test your your ideologies and your and your your perspectives. You question things to see what groups you fit in. Because some of isolation, sometimes isolation is is a result. Of being in spaces that aren't meant for you, and maybe you're too scared to step out of step out of those spaces. Maybe you don't, you haven't realized that it isn't working for you. But you stay because it's comfortable. You stay because it's convenient, and that takes away from you, right? It, it's this is a quote from Cowboy Bebop. It, it's instead of being paraphrased, <laughs> paraphrased. Instead of being alone in a group, it's better to have solitude all on your own, right? Instead of being in a in a group with five, ten people, and it's feeling like, why am I here? No one likes me. I don't like these people. <laughs> it's all a negative. Like, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I doing around these people? You know, just remove yourself. Remove yourself and just be alone on your in your own space, in your own space that you pay rent for. Right, we we pay all all this, we pay all we pay rent, we pay car note, we buy all these things, right? Going back to greed, all these things that we have and invest, not even invest, put money into, pay bills for. Sometimes you barely use it, right? You think about again, you think about the average, 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 average person works a nine to five. You awake hour in the morning. You're home for like maybe. You're home and awake in the afternoon for like maybe two to three hours. Then you're in bed. Then you have the weekend, and the weekends most likely you want to go out. Again, you get your two weeks off a year, maybe three. You get your personal sick days. But every month on the first, right? You pay that. You pay that thousand plus rent for a, a space you don't even enjoy. Now I'm a big proponent of the staycation. You just take a, you know, you use one, you use one of your vacation weeks, and yo, you just stay home, you just stay home, enjoy your space, lounge in your put. You do it during the fall too. You do it during the fall and winter, because <laughs> that's when it's most comfortable. <laughs> just lounge in your pajamas, yo. Just drink, watch TV, binge, eat, order food, enjoy your couch, enjoy your bed, yo. Just enjoy the fucking space that you pay for that you do not get to enjoy on a regular basis. Choose that isolation. That's good isolation. In all the aspects of death, every single one of them, 
except for time, you have control over how, I guess, how you allow that aspect of death to, um, rage is just a response from built up anger and frustration from not expressing yourself, not confronting people who frustrate you or not learning just to be present or let things go. Like for the rage, when I talked about having road rage, like the, like I did a video and then I didn't post it because I didn't like it. Then I had a road rage incident. Then I posted a video talking about the road rage and just like realizing, like, yo, like it happened five minutes ago. I'm driving. Let me slow down. Let me breathe. Let me focus. Because if I'm still focused on, you know, this woman who tried to run into me, I might put myself in a situation where I get into an accident, right? Greed is greed is a choice over consumption. It's buying things, consuming, consuming content, consuming unhealthy foods, consuming alcohol, grief, alcohol, which kind of ties into seven, which is intoxication, hedonism. Um, eight, insanity, madness, this repetition, not learning from your mistakes, being stuck in negative habits that don't benefit you in any capacity. They don't add any value to your life experience. Intoxication, hedonism is just looking for the external pleasure, man. Being a sex addict, being an alcohol addict, being addicted to weed, being addicted to uh, heroin, any, any, anything that externally has to provide you with joy and comfort and happiness, it's toxic. It's toxic. Especially when it's on a consistent basis. I mean, that most importantly, when it's on a consistent basis. If you do it sporadically, there's nothing wrong with that. But when it defines your experience and you're, you're doing whatever you need to, wherever you need to do it to get that rush and that feeling, you increase the risk. Destruction is yeah, not balancing out, not balancing out, man. Naturally, we, we destroy. We're here to destroy. But on your end, there needs to be an aspect of creativity to balance out everything we destroy. Despair is just the, like I said, the hopelessness. Don't shit matter. <laughs> I got, there's no hope for the future. Nihilism. Nothing matters. Nothing has purpose. Sacrifice. Is sacrifice is cool if it's your sacrifice to make. You're not supposed to sacrifice on other people's terms. You sacrifice on your term. And time, like I said, we all check out. Like I keep saying, we all check out. But with time, you you get to you get to choose how you allot your time and what you do with your time. That's part of empowerment. That's part of the self awareness. That's part of the journey that you're here to fulfill. Right. It's, just, it's a self-fulfilled journey. What's the purpose of life? N nothing right now. But the purpose of your life is whatever you define it as, whatever you want it to be. And when we don't, when we allow all these aspects of death, when we allow all of them to consume us. Right. If I'm angry at people all the time, I'm I'm. I'm going to lead into misanthropy. I'm alert. I'm going to learn to hate people. I'm going to learn to not want to be around people. If I'm focus on greed. I want to consume. I want to consume and I don't want you to have because you're taken away from what I could potentially have. So it's now it's me against you. Insanity and madness. I don't know. That could be a whole lot of different things. Um, insanity and madness in terms of isolation. I mean, the, 
some uh, delusions of grandeur. I think that was one of the things that I seen. Right. So thinking, right, that someone's out to get you thinking that that it's others, pe other people's fault. Right. So, yeah, yeah. The insanity that matters is not taking ownership for your choices, right? So you blame other people, which leads to misanthropy, right? It's other people's fault. Bad things keep happening. No one's changing. Instead of realizing that you're the one who needs to change. I like oh, that's good. That's good. Intoxication, hedonism. I don't know. I feel like a lot of intoxication and hedonism is in relation to other people. Um, you want to do drugs with other people. Drinking with other people is fun. Drinking on your own is fun also. Sex is fun. <laughs> Masturbation is fun also. So I don't have anything for that. Um, destruction could be... I don't have anything for destruction. But hopelessness from despair, nihilism. Um, I think they're rooted. I said, I said nihilism is rooted in toxic narcissism. You know, only being alive for a, see, I'm only, I say I'm only 36. I'm trying to define the whole experience, past, present, and future by saying nothing matters. It's arrogant. And saying that nothing matters is saying, essentially saying that I don't matter because I am part of matter and I exist. Therefore, I should matter. But if I don't matter, that's my choice because I'm not allowing myself to matter. I'm not allowing myself to have value. I'm not allowing myself to create value so I can fit in and feel like I'm part of the reality of this world experience, right? There's a reality that we're conditioned to that's negative, but there's a reality in terms of the potential of everything that we can be doing, everything that we should be doing, all the things that we see are wrong with the world, but mm. someone else would do it. I'm just going to sit here and hope. I'm, I hope someone else will do it. I hope someone else will figure it out. And then when no one does, people ain't shit. No one cares about me. No one cares about us. No one's here to save us. No one's here to do blah, blah. Blame, 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 blame. Right? Sacrifices. Feeling pressured. Right? A lot of, a lot of, a lot of the sacrifices that you make. I, I use the example, I use the example of um, like a parent. Parent um, wanting to go to their child's sport game or a sport game. I sound like very, very European. A parent wanting to go to their child's after school game or recital or play. Going to space a non, uh, going to, to support their child. Parents being ready to leave and then the boss like, hey, I need you to stay a little later. And in your mind, you already had everything planned out. You told your child you were going to be there for them. But the boss, maybe maybe they threaten you. Maybe they put you in an awkward position. And you don't show up. You don't show up. And you you become resentful of, of, of the boss, right? You become resentful of people who, who you feel, you believe, force you to make uncomfortable choices. Instead of realizing that it's always your choice to make. You don't have to sacrifice shit for anyone. I said, yo, you call people's bluff sometimes. Hey, can't do it. I already have plans. Oh, but I can't do it. I already have plans, right? See, people, when you think about bullies, you think about people who uh, overimpose. Like I watched Office Space a couple, of, like two weeks ago. Bosses and people and authoritative figures who overimpose, who pressure you, who try or guilt you into doing things that 
they want you to do. At the end of the day, you said yes. You said yes. You said yes. You agreed. No, no, no thank you. No, I can't do it. That being empowered or becoming empowered to include no into your vocabulary when you need it the most, that shit will forever change your life. That shit will forever change your fucking life. I'm not doing that. No. That's what allows you to stay a victim under people. And when you stay victimized, like I said, we, we're already born into victimhood. This life experience is fucking victimhood. Who the fuck brought me here? This shit is terrible. This shit is terrible. But I'm here, so I'm going to do what I need to do. I was working retail one day. Always younger, you know, always healthy and stronger, so always doing more. And I'm okay with that, as long as there's an awareness and balance of the workflow. So the manager on duty... I'm working a sales floor to manage it, but the manager on duty is also asking me to do all these little small projects. Clifford, can you go to the back and do this? Clifford, can you? Third time, I said, I said, look, yo, yo. <laughs> and it's not that it, it was that one day. I, I, I stay, I said, I'm aware, I'm aware. And I noticed that it happens every time I worked with a specific uh, older woman or when I worked, when I was, was working with a specific older woman. She just be walking around, just standing at the door, standing out the window, people watching and shit like that while I'm running around. Nah, I'm not doing that. That's nah, 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 nah. We both, we both sell ourselves. We both the same, we're both the same title. And I said, Clifford, can you go? I said, look, man, yo, there's other people here. It's, it's not fair for you to keep, it's not fair for me to be the only one doing extra work. He looked at me, he said, so you're not going to do it? I said, I, I, I might have said like respectfully or like with all due respect. I said, nah, I'm not. It's nothing against you, but no, I'm, I'm not going to do it. He said, okay. Did it himself. Did it himself. Next day I went to work. Another manager was like, oh, oh I heard what you, I heard, um, I heard you told such and such no yesterday when he asked you. I said, yeah. She's like, yeah, that, that's, that's so good. You know, every time I work with her, she just stands around, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you're like, yo, it needs to be fair. It needs to be fair. Sometimes people are already in that mindset. Sometimes people already feel that way. People already feel victimized. People already feel oppressed. People feel like things aren't fair. But you, but the people who, who feel that way, they, they just take on the burden because that's just the culture. That's just what we're supposed to do. I'm just going to take on the extra workload. I'm just going to keep doing it. Because eh, no one's going to do anything. And that's what leads to the resentment of working at places. That's what leads to, for me, isolation of working at places. Being like, yo, fuck this place. I'm just going to come here. I'm going to do my job. And I'm going to leave. But innately, I go to places to work because I want to be professional. I want to learn. I want to grow. And I want to see whatever potential doors open. I want to see what people I can connect with. I want to see what new experience I can have. But if I find myself in a place where it's just, I'm just here to work and go home. And that's what you get. That's what, that's what I can provide. But it becomes a toxic place for me because now I feel isolated and alienated from a, from a space. I want to be there to be part of the community. The jobs for me, the job is never just a job initially. 
I want to be there. I want to be part of the community. I don't want to be the asshole. I don't want to be the awkward asshole who doesn't talk to anyone, who doesn't communicate. I want to be a part of it. But once I realize that the, that the culture isn't for me, I check out. I check out. And once I get to that point where I check out, then that's when I walk out on the job. <laughs> I'm not here to argue anyone. I'm out. I'm out. Peace. So you learn to say no more, man. You learn to say no. You learn to stop allowing people to put pressure on you. Because that, that leads to that feeling of isolation. You feel like you feel victimized when people put pressure on you and make you say yes to them when you don't want to. No means no. And my no means no. Like what if I tell you no? I'm I, I'm a rational person, but you can't you can't make me change my you can't most likely I'm not gonna change my decision. I'm not. If I say I'm not, I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna honor that word. If I say I'm not gonna do something, I'm not gonna do it. There are no um content. Fuck, fuck consequences. I mean, that's part of my perspective. The my, one of my my most important consequence is my is how I view myself, my self worth. I want to go to bed at night knowing that I honored myself. That's what fucks me up. I, if if someone asks me to do something and I tell them no, I go to bed like a baby. I sleep good. I sleep good knowing that I didn't want to do something and I didn't do it. But when I feel pressured into doing something, when I do something that I didn't want to do, I toss and turn. I think about it. I say, yo, fuck, why you? I, I, I fight with myself. That's my internal struggle. And that's more so in the past. Over time, over time, the gradual work and honoring yourself just becomes second nature. Just becomes second nature. And it should be. It should be second nature. Cause it's you and it should be you. It should be what you want. It should be what what brings value to your life. Yeah. I'm gonna wrap up. I feel like I've been a had a good ramble. Um oh yeah, I'm time. It's not a bad hour. Uh so isolation, isolation. Don't let other people impose isolation on you. You choose when you want to be isolated and how you want to be isolated. If you're part of a group, part of communities, have backup plans, have other ways to communicate. Text groups, you have Signal, you have Telegram, um, you have Discord. There's countless, countless, countless Slack, countless other platforms to communicate and be part of, be an active member of a group or community. We're not, again, we're, most of us, the majority, maybe 99% of us, right, are born into community. So that is our innate understanding being in social spaces. So if you decide to gradually retreat from social spaces, that's fine. That's fine. That's cool. You do that. You enjoy that. That is your choice. But do not let these platforms, do not let the social spaces, do not let the external impose how you participate how often you participate when you participate if you can participate there's spaces for everyone you can create any space you want and also most importantly i mean one thing that i haven't touched on this real world creating creating in real world like i said you know you even know your neighbors which most of us probably don't which is just what it is that's part of 
um, the conditioning of this of, of our experience these past ten years, I guess. Connect locally, however you can, if it's something you care about. I don't, I don't, um, cause I, I, I just know myself. I know myself, and it's difficult for me. I'm just not in a space to do it now. I think that's what it is, really, cause I, I, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning in which ways I can and should communicate. I think that's my reality. I'm learning which ways I can and should communicate. And once I get a better hold of how I'm willing to communicate, what I'm willing to express, I'll know I'll know how to uh, be part of social spaces moving forward. I think that's kind of my, my hindrance. Like, I, again, I always have ideas about things I want to work on, but I want to set conditions and i mean I'm, I'm planning too much i know at some point i just have to risk it and see how it works out but anyway they'll try to try to create real life uh connection try to create real life connection it could just be you and one person right like for me i, I my, my general idea of groups that i want to create or join in the future is like you know no political talk no, no, uh, social talk. Let's just stay on topic. We're here. Like, I, I, I'm a, I'm a gatekeeper to an extent. To an extent, I'm a, I'm a gatekeeper. But if I join a group focused on like cowboy bebop, that's all I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about bleach. I, don't, I, I came here to talk about the topic. <laughs> so let's stay on topic. Because the more you hinder off, the more you go off in other directions. The group dynamic changes and people bring in other, other ideologies and philosophies that aren't relevant. And it, to me, it ruins the purity. I'm a purist also. I'm a gatekeeper and I'm a purist. And certain, for me at times, certain things just need to stay pure. Certain things just need to stay the way they are. Because when you go too far off, getting too many other factors, you change the dynamic. And it isn't what, it loses its value and it becomes just like everything else. I don't, I don't, I don't want, like, I don't want to dedicate like an hour of my time to talk about everything and anything. It's too much. Nothing's going to get really discussed. Like when you have a meeting, I want to have his, his, our meeting agenda. Let's focus on these topics. Let's stay on topic and let's get results. If we're just like, all right, let's just get on and whatever happens, happens. Nothing really gets resolved to work on creating your spaces. Work on setting a condition where even if you're forced into isolation, mentally or physically, it doesn't matter and it won't break you because you know you have other outlets to utilize. So it's a mental game. It's a mental game. It's a mental game. And you you have a responsibility to prepare yourself and condition yourself mentally and physically and spiritually to fight off what, whatever the external is going to impose on you. It's no one's responsibility but yours. That's it. Thanks for rocking out. Till next time, peace.